What do you guys think is the best Jolly Rancher flavor? Uh, cherry. Watermelon. Wow. That's I, definitely I, cherry. I, <laughs> I, you, think it's cherry? you think it's definitely cherry? Definitely. Man. Most Cherry's good. I like Most cherry. candy's best flavor is cherry. I, I feel like watermelon is the clear. I, most people would say winner. watermelon, as, as would I. I think it mm. goes watermelon, mm. green apple, grape, cherry, and then blue raspberry. Grape is a tricky artificial flavor. Mm-hmm. Huh. I, I like the grape Laffy Taffy. That's a mm. grape I, I dig. Do you guys like banana Laffy Taffy? Oh, yeah. See, I didn't like it that much, but I it's a- some people really love the banana Laffy Taffy. Do you remember Runts? Cool. Of course. Those the little banana Runts? Mm-hmm. Those were uh, Those good. Gross. a unique little kid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who likes the cherry Jolly Rancher. <laughs> Says the guy who likes the morose, somber office moments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would you keep a banana in your holster? Well, if you weren't hungry now, but maybe you got hungry later. <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains. That are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs. Or Dundamip, then the people purses paper people. Dundamip, then the people purses paper people. Dundamip, then the people purses paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host, an 81-year-old billionaire who owns a Quiznos on the Turnpike, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, junior salesman. And with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Also, FYI, <laughs> uh, I don't technically have a hearing problem, but sometimes when there's a lot of noises occurring uh, at the same time, I'll hear them as one big jumble. Uh, again, it's not that I can't hear uh, because that's false. I can. Um, I just can't distinguish between everything I'm hearing. Got it. Uh, say, is it just me? Also, Daryl, FYI, <laughs> I already told this to Andy, but uh, you should probably know, I technically don't have a hearing problem. It's just when there's a lot of noises. Nate! No-, <laughs> no part of this concerns you. That's what Andy says. <laughs> Say, is it just me or has gum gotten mint here? Today, <laughs> we are talking about Nate Nickerson, a.k.a. Zwartipit. Oh. Um, and that's it. That's the only a.k.a. I could come up with. Black Peter from the uh, Bell Schnickel Christmas episode. At one point, Daryl says, my man Nate here. But that's... <laughs> my man, my yeah. man Nate. A.k.a. AKA my man, my man yeah. Nate. Um, Nate Nickerson. A.k.a. who is this guy by our cars? Is what Angela says. Who is this guy That's by our cars? That's a good one. Oh, I wish I had uh-huh. that one. Uh, uh, played by Mark uh, Proksh. I say Proksh. Proksh? Yeah, I heard him on a podcast. And he okay. said it kind of rhymes with Rook. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Prooks. Mark Proksh. Or Proksh. Um, uh, you may know him from uh, Better Call Saul and uh, the new show, What We Do in the Shadows. It's an FX uh, oh, vampire show. Um, but uh, the on cinema universe of Tim and the, Eric, the on cinema universe of Tim and Eric. But I think most importantly, we have to talk about K Strass. Um, so well, we really quickly, I think. Yeah, let's. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Let's 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 All set right. the table a little bit. I think Nate. We wanted to talk about Nate because Nate's story and the way that he kind of joined the show is very unique, mm-hmm. and I think a little atypical considering uh, versus some of the other characters on the show. Um, and we'll, we'll dive into that and kind of ha- and what his sort of story is. But um, just this is part of the reason why we were drawn to Nate. He's a he's a minor character, of course. He only appears in the last three seasons of the show, 
Um, but but anyway, does he you show would. up in episode in season seven? Yeah, he does. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was all right. Yeah, so we had just. I mean, we just so done it. really quickly. If the drop didn't tip you off, who who is Nate? <laughs> Nate is um, Dwight's assistant. He comes who, on as his like yeah assistant laborer like warehouse technically he, right. right. He picks Eventually. him up uh, outside of a hardware store. I assume where right. uh, well, migrant speak, workers are. They speak are. Spanish to each other. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, K K. He's yeah. like. Yeah. And then <laughs> they do not speak Spanish. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, all, and then there's like that little talking head with the guy and the kid translating for him. And yeah, we like, don't go with that. Like, we don't go with that man. We've yeah. seen a lot of people leave with him and they never come back. You know, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. And then yeah, yo soy un muy bueno worker. Yeah, <laughs> donde are you from? Uh, Scranton. And before that, uh, La Philadelphia. <laughs> La Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he is uh, he's Dwight's uh, personal assistant for a while, and then he becomes a warehouse worker. When the a warehouse crew wins the lottery. Right, Nate becomes yes, a member of the warehouse. That's right. That's yeah. right. Because he and and he's Dwight's assistant, not as Dwight's capacity as a salesman, but as the building manager. As the building manager. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not clear what he is paid or <laughs> if, if he's paid at all. What the arrangement is. Yeah. Uh, no matter how dangerous the task, uh, mm-hmm. Nate is uh, yeah. sent in to do it. Um, do do Dwight's bidding. Um, but uh, do we want to? Talk about uh, yeah. Let's talk about the actor. Bit. Let's so, talk about the actor and yeah. Mm-hmm. How he's so doing the show. Mark Brooks uh, uh, was working at an ad agency long ago and um, was between jobs and got bored and decided to create this character called K Strass or uh, Kenny Strasser, a yo-yo master um, <laughs> <laughs> who teaches kids life lessons. Motivational yo-yo yeah, presenter. Yeah, right, right. And so, and uh, if people have seen Nathan for you, um, Nathan Fielder does this a lot where he um, tricks local news stations and gets uh, them to have him on and ask him all about these fake things he's created. Um, so that's exactly what, uh, what Mark did in this situation. And those YouTube videos are up. You can watch... Three or four, they are They're so really funny. hysterical. <laughs> um, he just comes on and uh, uh, starts complaining about how hard his life is and how he's not <laughs> like you know. The, the, they set it up as he goes around to schools and works with kids and teaches, shows them cool yo-yo tricks, and he's like supposed to be this great uh, yo-yoer. Well, he, it's it's he, all <laughs> it's all about uh, environmental, right? Oh, that's the, right? The message is saving the environment through yo-yos. Right, right. Which is ridiculous on its own, and he wears like <laughs> he a never yellow quite T-shirt explain that. with it... suspenders and shorts, <laughs> and like, I mean, imagine Nate, his character on The Office, just right. take that character and put him on local news, being like, "I started yo-yoing uh, <laughs> several years ago," and and watch the anchors just try to make this yeah. person interesting. He's like, at all. he starts talking about we. I've, we've had a lot of problems with the schools lately, and to be honest, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty frustrated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he actually does tell a narrative over yeah. his five appearance appearances, and he did this around the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's from I want to say Wisconsin or mm-hmm. somewhere up, oh, up yeah. in the Midwest. But he, yeah, so he does it, and he actually tells a story over the course of these you know five appearances of his character, which is I don't know, it's just some great performance art that he yeah, pulled off. But it really is. All that to say, that's how he got the attention of some producers at the office who saw his stuff uh, on YouTube. That's exactly right. In fact, it's Paul Lieberstein, Toby, mm. who saw those videos and they had a sit down meeting and had some coffee and figured out what what mm-hmm. what he could do 
on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ended up marrying one of the producers at the office. That's right. Yeah, that's his damn one, wife. One of the one of the writers at the time. Yep. Uh huh. Um, a nice little story of of uh, you know because most <laughs> with the office yeah. it's like you know they they auditioned they got the role I kind of this is such an interesting story to bring in right someone who's clearly like this person's so funny and he fits the show's tone so well which I think is like you know I mean why why are we talking about Nate why do we like him right you know? and I think too some of the other characters that get added on later in the show even even like smaller characters like are, are bigger names or they're like hey what do you know this person is joining the office right yeah uh, Gabe Zach Woods was like an improv he was like a I think like an improv teacher and like very yeah. well known for improv before mm-hmm. he joined mm-hmm. uh, the office even like um, what's Ellie Kemper yeah uh, she yeah. was oh, like yeah. in sketch comedy and yeah. like, they, they seem to have a little more of a background you know yeah versus like creating this thing and just getting recognized for it and it's funny know? too that you mentioned those two people because they're not they're not writers you know it's like Minnie right. Kaling of course is also has that background but she is a writer on the show but then mm-hmm. there's these other people who are actors but probably um, participated a lot in creating the character it sounds like what what else was clark in i feel like i saw him in something before the oh office. um yeah he's in uh i want to say he's in um um kick ass oh is that it i'm not sure anyway he's uh, in a, he's in um i think the movie like i think the movie's called somebody's friend this is a terrible this is a, <laughs> yeah this movie's called i think it's called sex drive it's like a teenage comedy oh okay from like the mid 2000s that's like the first thing i saw him in <laughs> yeah. yeah you you bought that oh, right hot tub, what no. oh hot tub time ah, machine yeah, hot yeah. tub time machine is the oh, thing yeah. I know. yeah that's, that's what a, yeah from. yeah all right. That movie ages well. <laughs> I watched it recently. Than, it's uh, it's but it's it's fun to talk about these. Like we talk about the main characters of the office so much. Yeah, it's just nice to put a spotlight on someone well, like Nate. It's funny too that we just did an episode on Creed, and I feel like Nate is kind of like a new, a fresh Creed that they had to introduce, like in season seven. That just. Somebody on the sideline says ridiculous things and people don't really pay much attention to him. I think the beauty of Nate's character is how little he's actually used. Yeah. You know, I was going through and trying to watch every sort of appearance from Nate. Yeah. And it's really, I mean, jump between episodes. It's like three seasons. And at least according to IMDb, he's credited for like 20 episodes, thereabouts. Mm -hmm. And in some, he's barely in them. And some of them, he's only like in the classy Christmas one. He like he appears just so infrequently. Like he's the one taking the photo of them uh-huh. all out, out mm-hmm. front when it's cold outside, and then he gets the gift. Um, or no, <laughs> <laughs> Daryl goes to invite Val to the Christmas party, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Val Val says, uh, "Oh, I thought that was just for popsicles." And Daryl says, "Popsicles." She says, "Yeah, uh, that's that's what we call you office workers because you always got to stick up your butt." And Nate's <laughs> like, "I always thought it was because they're so rich they can afford to eat popsicles all the time." <laughs> And then, and then, uh, okay, again, just to, just to play this whole thing yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, Daryl, Daryl, Daryl says, "Yeah, you should come up. You know, we have you know food and drinks, cookies, and uh, and you should get really dressed up, right?" And Nate says, "I'm so, I'm so, uh, uh, you had me at cookies. I'm so excited to find out what they are." Cookies. And then he says, "I'll be so handsome for you, Daryl." <laughs> and then the last thing we see him in that episode, yeah. mm-hmm. he's just wearing a vest and doing the Trans Siberian Orchestra thing with Dwight. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, he's he's such a he's such a good character to just sort of stay in the background in the corner and just every now and then have those moments like like much like creed but he's kind of the he's like the hyper hyper normal version of creed like creed's such mm. a weirdo and he's like homeless doing all this stuff mm-hmm. whatever and and nate seems like the complete opposite the most boring person 
yeah. you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Um, but equally <laughs> funny and equally used like in a really, really good way like my creed is. But he's so funny. I would funny. like to learn a little bit more about Nate's backstory. I mean, the, the way that he's introduced into the show that he's just hanging out with the migrant workers like trying to pick up a job somewhere like what what was going on in his life at that moment <laughs> and then dwight you know the, all the angela says who is this guy by our cars and they all look out the window and he says uh dwight's like this is my new uh, worker nate he's going to take care of that hornet's nest mm-hmm. right and he has he's, to pick his weapon he lays, lays out a bunch of tools and he's like do or die and he's they're like what if what if he does he what if he can't do it and dwight says then he will die <laughs> and he has like a baseball bat a blowtorch a yeah. bow and arrow a knife yeah. yeah he leaves him a knife to go after a hornet's nest yeah <laughs> And he starts with just the blowtorch, right? And he goes to the baseball bat. <laughs> and then he goes back to the baseball bat. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, it's he comes good, in with a bang. Yeah. It, it's a good stunned. moment to bring up because it's like, why did the showrunners feel the need to bring Nate into mm. the fold? Like, you know, why, it was just like, why is it why is he even is, worth talking about? It is really fun to see Dwight have some power over somebody. I was gonna bring that. Oh, yeah. I was gonna make that point yeah. as well. Yeah, reply it. But 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 again, like not within the office, but just I own the building that we work in, which is which is like this kind of backdoor level of power that he has for the second half of the show. Mm -hmm. He's so much of Dwight's henchman, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, minion. Yeah. Yeah. Just sent out to take care of different tasks. When uh, when uh, (laughs) when Dwight and Pam are in there um, are arguing about. Well, Dwight's you know started all these new. rules for the building he's got you know lights on timers and all these things um so pam is uh you know in a fight with him trying to maybe maybe get to the the dunder mifflin to move to another space all these other things but she's kind of um feeling defeated and dwight witnesses that so he <laughs> has he instructs Nate to like bring her this. Uh, ma- I can't remember what it's it was. The, it's like the building code. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a building code manual or something like that, so that she can point out the things that he's doing that are illegal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Nate walks through the kitchen and is like, "I was never here." And then she's like, "What?" He's like, "I was never here." It's a fairly common <laughs> <laughs> expression. You might want to save it for future reference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think like someone like. Nate's character you sort of need uh, if you're anticipating someone like Steve Carell leaving mm. your show. You know, it's just like, it's sort of like when, a, you know, on like a like a sports team when like the, a star leaves for another team and suddenly there's all these minutes in playing time that you need to like, oh, we need to fill the void mm-hmm. that this person's leaving. Yeah. And obviously you can't replace Steve Carell, so it's like, how can we find some other characters to bring in a fresh sort of air of, yeah. of humor? And I feel like he's the best example of that in this yeah. in, this last three seasons of the show. I also think to some extent the the fact that The Office was so popular and it was kind of a thing in pop culture you know, in its last few seasons while it was on the air, mm-hmm. there is this almost like, hey, look, this person's on The Office, right? In the way that you can almost say any celebrity has been on The Simpsons, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you know? This person is on The Office as a special guest star. Like, think of yeah. that episode where Tig Notaro comes in oh, as right. that yeah, girl's yeah. mom. Yeah. And all she says is, Tiffy's okay. going to college. Yeah. My daughter beat up a fancy man. Yeah. And then she says, a friend of mine uses your paper. You guys do great work. You guys do yeah. great work. Yeah. Like, that's what Tig Notaro says. It's yeah. not like you don't, it didn't have to be Tig Notaro. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Oh, it could have been anyone. Or Eric Wareheim is one of Dwight's friends mm-hmm. at the at the end of the right. show. Like Conan walks by. Yeah, <laughs> walks by. That's true. But the the ensemble just gets so stuffed by the end of the show. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah there's just a lot of characters brought in to do Chris whatever. Gethard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
great show for that is X Files. Everyone mm. was in an episode of X Files. Like every major <laughs> actor true. working today, yeah, I guarantee they were in an episode. Parks and Rec did a lot of that too. I yeah. would say, yeah, they start true. to bring in all kinds of uh, city officials. And it's stuff. a pretty common thing on sitcoms. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it makes it like you can promote it on ads. You know, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like, and guess who's on The Office tonight, right, right. or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's a little bit of that in Nate's inclusion as well. Mm. I I want to point out a moment. Of Nate, like amongst his very first lines when he's being hi- considered for the warehouse, mm-hmm. in that first drop we played, where he's sitting next to, <laughs> so Andy is interviewing the three people, and it's Nate, it's the guy doing his thesis. I think his name is Gideon. Gideon, yeah, <laughs> great trivia. And then the guy's like, uh, "All right, you like best best tank top I've ever seen. Yeah. Where'd you get it? That guy, <laughs> yeah, right." And he says, "I made it." <laughs> yeah. So Nate is introduced at that moment when Gideon's like, uh, "FYI, I'm you know." Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I've got a full teaching schedule. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. he's talking about doing his thesis on the decline of the American workforce. And then <laughs> Nate looks that. at him and he goes, uh, also FYI, and he looks at Gideon like, uh-huh. I liked, that was a fun little yeah, thing you did. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to do it too. Uh, just perfectly encapsulates <laughs> Nate in that moment yeah. where he's like, uh, I'm going to play by the rules, uh, but man, I'm going to be hard to listen to. And <laughs> as he's delivering that speech, he looks over at that guy, I think his name is Bruce, the gym guy, yeah. so often while he's delivering <laughs> the speech to Andy, he just continually like looks, turns and looks right at him. He's, he's, so he's just a really good nuanced he, actor. Yeah, he really is a great actor. He, yes, the, the facial expressions and stuff, and the way mm-hmm. that he kind of just... <laughs> intrudes on scenes. <laughs> also, uh, Andy, I was <laughs> I told Daryl that you know I don't technically have a hearing problem. Like the way yeah. that he just he puts inserts himself. himself. In there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Let, that's like also the the time when everyone's talking about Ryan and Kelly in the break room. Oh yes, and he just inserts himself in that moment and says, <laughs> like you don't even re- realize he's there, and then he just all of a sudden is like, uh, I'll say just having only known you a short while, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> that I would pick uh, Rafi, Ravi, Ravi, Ravi. Uh, and again, <laughs> I don't even know the guy. <laughs> he's he's kind of a return of like he's a good injection of the most vanilla plain aspects of an off of working in an office mm-hmm. in a show that by the time you're in season seven and eight, everyone's a cartoon ca- version of like what they were in the early oh, yeah. seasons. And he's this kind of nice palate cleanser of like a really just dry <laughs> office worker oh, yeah. who's just hard. He just drones and he's hard to listen to. He's so earnest and like <laughs> yeah, good intention, yeah. you know. Uh, the, yeah, I know I've mentioned this before on the show, but Mike Schur, uh, the actor who played Cousin Moe's. And I actually think Dwight takes on or excuse me, Nate takes on some of the Cousin Moe's. Oh, things, that's a good. Those types of. Yeah, tasks, you're right. Uh, right. Yeah. And you don't have to have Mike Schur like dramatically running away right. every single time right, that happens. Right. right? Um, of course, Moe's does make his return. But anyway, Mike Schur, uh has mentioned that like stupidity is like the nuclear bomb of comedy. Like it's uh-huh. a, it's always it's a tried and true source. Right. In almost every show, there's a character who who is, you know, being stupid or that's like a, co- a source of humor. Right. But I think it's it's got to be applied or done in like a meaning or like a, a strategic way or mm-hmm. like you can't just have someone who's walking into walls and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Think about Michael Scott and the way that he would just mispronounce words and mm-hmm. like it was it, confidently it's, mispronounced. Yeah, words. or uh, or think about Andy Dwyer and Parks and Rec, right? Like right. it's it's a similar um, 
quality, but it's like shown differently in different characters, right? Yeah. And I think Nate has a lot of that too, but it's 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 such a unique presentation of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's just this lack of a situational awareness, yeah. you know, most of the time. <laughs> oh right? yeah, this doesn't concern you at all. Right? <laughs> yeah, and uh, Nate. Yeah, and you think about it versus a character like Kevin in the same right. part of the show, who's like dialed way up in terms of his stupidity. Why say many words when few words do trick, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me good, sleep big last night. But I, I just think No Nate, way, Jose! <laughs> I just think the way that Nate is, uh, yeah, that lack of awareness is so funny. Like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I, 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 I mean, the, the other part that I'm thinking about, too, when he inserts himself is when uh, uh Christmas episode again. Uh, Daryl and Val are kind of having their will they won't they thing, and uh, uh, Val makes everybody a, <laughs> a hat. Nits, right, a hat, right. Yeah. Daryl mm-hmm. thinks it's a sweet thing, but he he gets her some really nice gloves, and he at the last minute uh, realizes that she's done this for everyone, so deflects and gives it to Nate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Daryl. They're so elegant. <laughs> She's Your it, card is more beautiful than the gloves. <laughs> Dar- oh, Daryl. Daryl Daryl gives it to he's like, they're for my man Nate here. He's like, maybe you should open that later. And he goes, Ah, oh, I'm too excited. And then you know what Nate says? The card says, Thank you for being in my life. I think yeah. it's I think it's actually happy Valentine's Day. Mm. But he says, Oh, Daryl. He's like, I'm glad I'm in your life too. <laughs> your card is more beautiful than the gloves. <laughs> oh God. Um <laughs> And then, I mean, looking at how, looking at his arc, I mean, it's like he is in the last episode. He's in the finale in the last couple episodes, really, but doesn't really do anything. No, I don't think doesn't that's do anything, his, in fact. I think that's like the beauty of that character. And part yeah. of the reason, I, Nate's it's one like, of my we don't favorite need closure characters. for this guy. No, you don't yeah. need closure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Nate appears in, you know, I'm thinking in that episode, um, I think the episode is China, mm-hmm. where... Pam and Dwight are kind of going at it about the building, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Nate is the guy who cuts the banner down, right? <laughs> and the way and yeah. the way that he looks in the camera, right, is just like a piece of that. And the, yeah. and uh, in uh, Angry Andy, yeah, when uh, David Wallace comes back and announces that he's buying Dunder Mifflin, mm-hmm. Nate is the guy who takes off the saber thing from the sign right outside their offices, right. and again just gives a little look to the camera. And does because he's like, yeah. you could just pan in on him. He's just funny, mm-hmm. just standing oh, yeah. there, like he's he's amazing. <laughs> in the in the in the hay place episode, yeah. Nate is like loading up bales of hay while Dwight is speaking. Hello, like, welcome to hay place, <laughs> a place for hay. Excuse me, get off of there. Those are show bales, not play bales. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know how you guys feel, but I, Nate is I think in my top three maybe a number two after wow. michael scott of just not favorite characters just people when they come on screen i'm just i'm excited. just like oh, so, excited so excited to hear excited. him talk I, yeah i wish there was more i wish i wonder if there's i you know i haven't seen many deleted i haven't yeah. seen most of the deleted scenes i does anything come to mind of uh of of nate in any deleted oh. scenes i'm I, sure there's something i just can't yeah think yeah, yeah. I, I, my head. I w- that would be great if there's more of him i out think there. i'd go i think i'd go michael scott one <laughs> Nate two and Gabe three. In oh, terms nice. of characters, That's when you good. see them, yeah. you're excited. Just, I'm for excited yeah, yeah. for them to do anything. I just can't wait to show. hear what yeah. they're gonna what mm-hmm. what they're gonna say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love that. Aaron. Baby Aaron is four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I I love. There's like there's a couple of things that we know about Nate. He likes gum. <laughs> like <is that laughs> at one point to get get Daryl back for the the gloves, he gives him a stack of Nate coupons. He calls them Nate Pons. Right. Yeah. And he's like. <laughs> <laughs> 
terrible and name. And Daryl reads it out loud. He yeah. says, this is good for one tickle monster attack. Yeah. And Nate says, there's another one in there. He's like, I will give you a stick of gum anywhere, anytime, any place. He goes, I will find you. <laughs> I will find you. Um, then later in the episode Vandalism, um, Dwight, Pam, and Nellie are trying to figure out who vandalized the mural. So they bribe <laughs> they bribe Nate with gum um, so that he will reveal who it was. And then as they leave, um, <laughs> Dwight asks for the or Nate asks for the gum, and Dwight says that there wasn't the offer of the gum was uh, fake. And uh, Nate just says, that's really rude. <laughs> <laughs> they also bring, so they, they realize that they have to isolate the weakest one yeah, in the, yeah, of the yeah, warehouse yeah, workers. Right. And Nate is like stacking, like trying to like stack these cardboard boxes. And uh, the way Dwight says, Nate, your mother is dying. And Nate, oh my God. And Nate falls to his knees. And then and then it it cuts to them sitting in the warehouse yeah. office, and Nate says, "So she's gonna pull through again." <laughs> she's gonna pull through. So Dwight's useless. Yeah, Dwight before. says we can tell him his mother's dying. That usually works. <laughs> <laughs> and Pam's like, "I don't know." And then he just says it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> there's oh. an amazing there's an amazing blooper if you haven't seen it from this particular episode where they're questioning. They're questioning Nate, and Pam is up in his face. She says, who did it? And he says, uh, Frank. Yeah. And so she says, Frank did it? And he goes, I don't know his last name, but sure, Frank did it, did it. <laughs> Frank did it. <laughs> and all of them, all of them break immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I can't so believe that funny. didn't make, like, they didn't, like, try to put that line into the show. That is yeah. so good. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> did it, did it. Uh, I, I, I don't know if he would have, like worked with an earlier Dwight. Yeah. Like I feel like it's er, like Dwight, that character sort of earned this sort of uh, person that works under him. Yeah. Because er, early on Dwight, he's that for Michael. I was going to say, you know? yeah. And right. then it's like eventually let's give him a he, really he watered a... down version of Dwight. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. With Well, there's no intensity to Nate. He's just, exactly. he's just doing exactly <laughs> he's like what a he's puddle that you're just right. like, you step in and you're like, dang it. <laughs> and the puddle smiles at you and tells you that he doesn't have a hearing problem per se. But... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not always a puddle. Right. It's, it's part of Dwight's sort of arc or Dwight's evolution as a character that he begins so subservient to Michael and so looking up to Michael in such a meaningful way. Yeah. And then near the end of the show, he's got Mose, who is, you know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Mose is like, um, you know, Dwight's cousin, of course, but also his assistant in a lot of ways. But then Nate as well, like, is mm-hmm. like tagging along, doing his bidding, whatever mm-hmm. he wants, you know. Mm-hmm. Any yeah. artists out there, I'd love to see a draw, like, like Dwight's get like Dwight... <laughs> <laughs> like uh, in a clubhouse with his gang would be Dwight sitting there with like Nate, uh, Mose, oh yeah, Rolf, Trevor, Trevor, Wolf. Like, I just like to see a drawing of all those people like Gabor, core gang hanging Eric, out. Yeah. Gabor, Eric, yeah. uh, Eric, yeah. Troy, yeah. like a Last Supper type of it. Yeah, yeah. that I'm, maybe I'm, get his family. Yeah, I'm there, glad you mentioned that because that that's an important ep- or that's that's an episode in which Nate features prominently is the Junior Salesman episode. Mm. So they have a Junior Salesman and. Uh, opening and Dwight is going to get Dwight as acting manager is going to give the job to one of his friends, uh, right. so he calls them all in, and Nate is in there right and there and Clark is also um, applying for the role and he says, um, "How did you guys find out about this role?" And Nate says, uh, "Well, Dwight called my house, but he, my mother told me, but Dwight didn't know that 
my mother and I are quarreling right now because <laughs> be, because I can't stay out of her stuff. <laughs> Like, and he's he's just wearing a necktie over his over his, over his warehouse uniform, shirt and a pair yeah. of blue jeans. Yeah. You know, he might be like a perfect character to bring along if they did a reboot as like a new manager. Oh, that would be yes. Like I would love Nate, to see more Nate. Nate yes. could take it over. Like he would be a great manager because they didn't. <laughs> what do you? They didn't. <laughs> well, be, a, I mean, a manager the character. Yeah, yes. for the yeah. show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, he's a, he's the worst employee I've ever seen. <laughs> no question. <laughs> There's a reason he was just on the street asking people for jobs. Right. <laughs> he said, and Dwight says, "There's a scene where Dwight is going running through everyone, right? And they're all assembled yeah. in in that conference room. And he yeah. says, Nate is a proven entity, and he's like, however, he does come with some liabilities, he's like <laughs> earring, speech, basic cognition. <laughs> Anything else? Um, I, you know, you I got... mean, Mark Mark Brooks, uh, like you said, he's uh, you know he." Uh, Tim Heidecker's show on cinema, which is a YouTube show, and now is going to be a movie. Well, it's it's a it, lot of things. Yeah, it's a whole universe. But he, uh, it sounds plays like plays a similar role. And uh, who, who's Neil Hamburger? What's his Greg name? Turkington? Greg Turkington. So the three of them kind of invented that whole. Um, I, I guess it just all started with them just making each other laugh by giving each other fake movie reviews right. at a diner one day. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Um, he, so, he plays so the same role as very funny. Basically. Yeah, that's a very funny show. If you haven't watched it, there's like, I mean, it's hours of content. Mm-hmm. Um, Ten seasons. There's a five-day live trial. That there's part a spinoff is show named Decker. Yep. Um, Go for it. And he, and he appears, Mark Brooks appears, just pops up in the background yeah. throughout all of these things. <laughs> and like, in the fake show Decker, he plays like every role that, oh my like, god, every other role they need besides <laughs> Tim Heidegger. Anyway. Um, he is in Bob's Burgers as Mr. Dinkler from the Topsy episode. If you guys know that oh, one, yeah, the, uh, elephant. the elephant, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the uh, he's the teacher who loves Topsy. Um, in that oh, episode. Topsy, oh, Topsy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Better Call Saul, he's he's phenomenal. Oh, yeah, by I the haven't way. watched that yet. I, I want to go that. see it. I mean, like. He, he's he does the same basic yeah, character yeah, as Nate, yeah. but he drives like a yellow Hummer. I did catch a little, yeah, I did catch a little like uh, a clip on YouTube of him like talking to gangsters. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's it's like, imagine Nate with like hardcore Breaking Bad gangsters, and he's like, I have valuable baseball cards. I'm holding his collateral. Just... Uh, I can tell you my name, or we don't have to do names. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's whatever you prefer. Yeah, if you want more Nate, check, check that out. Yeah. yeah. As a small little detail that I noticed going through all these Nate episodes is that Nate is a member of the Knights of the Night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. He does everything. With right. Twice. Yeah, I guess that's the gang. That's Dwight's gang. He yeah. doesn't seem to have his own life outside of no. <laughs> no. Just, He signs up with Dwight on mm-hmm. that, on that, uh, out, uh, hanging out with the migrant mm-hmm. workers, and that's it. Um, no, I don't. Any any hot takes? Any? No, Nate's thing? one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I, that's want, it. I think we, no, we wanted just to talk about. We Nate. just wanted to recount all. We just wanted to say, yeah, remember, what about Nate that one time, <laughs> and then just give a Nate quote. That's, that's what like we that is to most do. of the show. That's though. why we. Yeah. Did, that's why we're doing. Hey, remember this? this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the yeah. whole point. <laughs> when we first talked about doing the show. Um. Well, uh, after that little character profile on Nate Nickerson, we have plenty of time for some. For a mailbag. Empty it out. Yeah. So uh, Alex has got some questions uh, compiled here um, from all of you, uh, the listeners, calling in, writing to us on Facebook. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, 
Let's get to it. I uh, so I have a few. There's some voicemails. We got some uh, messages came in from Facebook, Instagram, emails. So let's uh, just off the top, we'll probably a couple of these we'll touch on, but we want to get into further because they yeah. kind of go yeah, into they could, some larger. They could be topics. their own episodes, and they probably will be at some point. Yeah. 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 For instance, this first one, um, and again, we'll probably come back to this on a later episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, here is a voicemail from David. Yes, this is David from North Carolina, your productivity czar. <laughs> nice. And I just wanted to call and give you a hot take. I've heard you guys mention that you don't feel the deleted scenes are in the office canon. I just want to say I disagree. Sorry, not really sorry. <laughs> um, I've watched all of it. And... Uh, it extends the episode length. It's great. It's what they wanted to be in the canon but couldn't fit in. So there's that. I've just heard you guys mention it. I just wanted to call in, let you guys discuss that a little bit. If you disagree with me, that's fine. No hard feelings. Uh, anyways, I-, I found your show via the Dunder Mifflin subreddit. Somebody suggested I check it out. Oh, nice. Or I check it out. I've listened to it three times through in the last month. Oh, so awesome. oh my gosh. Right. Uh, keep up the good work, and I look forward to much more in the future. Awesome. Dead. Wow. Awesome. Thanks, so David. Nice. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for calling thank in. Thank you yeah. for the call. Thank you for the flattery. Um, uh, you know what? I kind of – I think David's right. I, I'll admit that – I haven't seen all the deleted scenes, so that's why I kind of maybe I've said that before. I think where I just go, oh, I don't, you know. Um, but uh, but he's got a good point in that they wanted it to be in the episode. Most of those it. scenes are cut for time. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, so uh, and uh, and I think he mentioned something about you know that you kind of learn learn things in those deleted scenes, which is true. Um, some some characters have. So sometimes there's a D or E storyline uh, buried in those deleted scenes that we just never see um, and teach you a little bit more about um, an individual character. So I, I would say I, I agree that I love all the deleted scenes. I think I've seen them all at some point. Not I don't watch them all the time because you got to pop a DVD versus <laughs> yeah, yeah. Netflix or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to have yeah. them top of mind and think about what happens in them all. I do think that um, I could be mistaken here, but I think that a lot of scenes, yes, they're recorded and then they're or they're filmed and then they're cut for time. Yeah. But I also think there's a piece of the editing process where like they the writers may feel like something's not right tonally Clicking. for the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to so sure. I think that's a piece of it as well. Um, even though yes, it was written and filmed. Yeah. You know? Um, but sometimes it just doesn't work. It works on the page. They they film it and they put it in the edit and they're just like, eh. Yeah. yeah. The only thing <laughs> there's there's one there's one particular scene that I really think doesn't like that comes to mind where I don't want to consider all of the deleted scenes canon. Okay. And it's basically Stanley's walking around with this crossword puzzle book yeah. and all this like blurred out art falls out. Yeah. And he says, it's called hentai and it's art. Yeah, right. So right. basically, Which is yeah. the I, would, anime yeah, porn. I would say it's not canon basically yeah. <laughs> because I don't love the idea that the writers were like, let's put the, let's put that in. You know? yeah. yeah, right, right. Well, and as we discussed on Booze Cruise, there was like deleted scene where it's makes apparent that like Oscar has is like a really, really right. I mean, has drunk. a bad drinking problem. Right. It's super mean. And right. It's like I just don't, I don't want that, and right. I don't think that should be considered mm. canon. And because they, 
Like, yes, they have to cut it for time, but they also chose it to cut. They could have cut something else, and they yeah. didn't. So yeah. I disagree. I, I would. I don't mm. think it is canon. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, in, I'm in the same place personally where I don't think deleted scenes are canon, but that isn't to say that they aren't great, that they don't extend the show, they aren't hilarious. Like, yeah. watching deleted scenes is like watching an episode of The Office you haven't seen, you know, mm-hmm. which is yeah. a... Or oh one that gosh. you haven't seen in a long time. If you watch the yeah. show through as many times as I'm sure we all have, you know, and I'm sure the folks listening have... Like it's fun to get something that's refreshing and new. Oh. So I totally, I mean, it's it I was love the deleted scenes. Because, yeah. uh, like I said, I haven't seen most of the, de- the deleted scenes. Um, and then when we had our office retreat, we watched season four, and we watched every deleted, deleted scene. Yeah, and it was, I mean, that was hours of stuff that I hadn't seen. That was fun. So it was like, um, uh, that was a real treat for me. I still look forward to watching the rest of the deleted scenes, but. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I It kind of sounds like maybe you can sort of pick and choose uh, which deleted scenes you think That's should fair. be canon. That's fair. You yeah. know, sure. uh, since, it was, since we don't really know why they were cut, mm-hmm. um, whether for time or because they thought it wasn't working. I mean, you know, I would assume, too, that there's deleted scenes out there that they don't even put on the deleted scenes right. reel yeah. because they think that those don't work. It's like um, every take, right? Right, right. It's a deleted scene, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, you know, right. right? I guess so, yeah. 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 I'm going to take that again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going up a level, though, like, why do we care if it's canon or not, you know? Uh, because we care about the office. This, yeah. is, this, is, imp- yeah. this, is, imp- this is important. What are yeah. you talking we about? We got to have something yeah. to argue about. Yeah, it. exactly. It's important stuff. It's Real like, bad. why do we debate who the greatest basketball player ever is? Right. Because this is important. Like, yeah. All of that is important. Yeah. Um, it matters great so question much. From, from David. And, and I'm sure that we'll continue to discuss we that We want to do a deleted yeah, scenes I was going to say, we want to do a deleted scenes episode. Okay, and sure. if you think about... The implications of whatever is in a deleted scene like that has like if you do consider that canon or that has like that affects the like what what would be the long term ripple effects of some of that stuff making it to air? Yeah. You know, granted, I've got to go through and watch a lot of the deleted scenes again to see what that would be. But I think there's a lot of um, it's a it's a topic that we can really get into. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. But thank you for the question. Thanks, David. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And out there, start watching deleted scenes like find them. Mm -hmm. Find them out there. If you haven't seen them, it's like. You want hours of new office? It's yeah, there already. I, uh, yeah, I would love to put it out too. If if people find things in the deleted scenes that are like, this is an interesting mm-hmm. thing that they had this character do. I, I I don't know. I just love to 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 hear those, um, catch those little things that uh, that we haven't seen before. But don't do it for us. Do it for you. Yeah, Self care. <laughs> Self care, baby. Treat Moving yourself. on. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a note we got here from Sarah via Facebook. She says, all right, I'm listening to your Back from Vacation episode. Didn't mm. Jim and Karen both move back from Stanford at the same time? So why does mm. Jim already have a place? They've only been dating a month, so they must have come back only a week or two before, but Karen is still living in a hotel? Unless Jim <laughs> is living at home with his parents and the house he eventually buys, but then it would be a temporary situation. He had his own apartment before, right? Doesn't seem like he's living at home. So why would he care if Karen found a place two blocks away if he was just going to move again? Hmm. Seems like they would have been looking for places at the same time. That's a good That's a good point. They don't mention that, yeah, they don't mention at all that Jim had to uh, relocate also, even though he's moving back, yeah. right? He yeah. moved away. He probably, you know, but he did live in that, uh, I, I Maybe it's like a condo or something. Yeah, with, with like a roommate or yeah, two. He yeah, he did have a, a roommate or two. What was his roommate's um, name? Kevin or uh, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> maybe know. Kyle. I don't know. Uh, I was hoping uh, Edward would know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but um, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe rent is so cheap in Scranton, uh, Jim's buddy didn't have to fill that room after he left. Just came and back. then he just came well, back. Leases, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We I don't know if it's ever specified exactly how long Jim is in Stanford. 
it's it's portrayed as a considerable amount of time, right. at least a few months. But we know I don't think we, we ever get a hard and pick fast. Up, like, yeah, uh, I yeah. feel like the seasons usually start in the fall in the mm-hmm. in the within the universe because they're always like, how is everybody's summer? Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I think I think too like there's an element of. Jim is moving back to his hometown, right? right? Right. So, like, I mean, just to take, if one of us were to move to another city and then start dating someone and we both move back, right? Yeah. Like, I would know where I want to live in Portland. It right. Be, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. It'd be fast. Yeah. I'd be able to find a place yeah. pretty fast. Yeah. We're based out of Portland. Do we ever talk about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crown jewel of the um, Northwest. But good catch, Sarah. I didn't, I, I yeah. hadn't thought about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. She, there, it'd be nice to yeah, have some mention of. <laughs> yeah. We've gotten a few good notes from people just like, Hey, what about why is this the case? I've yeah. like, yeah, never thought true. about it. Yeah. Never even considered that. It's like, yeah, she must have, uh, if he got a new apartment, she must have been involved in that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Like, came, came around and looked at places with him and stuff like that. I'm thinking of a line in the performance review episode. Angela says, I feel like I hold up very well, even against uh, extreme scrutiny. <laughs> yeah. right? And I feel like some of these office plot dynamics and yeah. like this, this because of this this happens and this happens mm-hmm. they don't always hold up to such, right, to yeah, such right. scrutiny yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. they have to be viewed under a macroscope not right. a microscope <laughs> yeah. uh moving on question from jordan via facebook uh mm-hmm. who sent us this it's a meme of rain wilson bj novak and john krasinski uh a picture of them like you know sitting in some room i think probably before after they were cast yeah circa like 2004 yeah yeah, 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 and yeah the picture it's, it looks like yo know, they look like they're about to you know, drop the hottest <laughs> software company in 2005. Or yeah, like, yeah, that's good. Uh, and he says, uh, if the employees of Dunder, it, it inspired this question from Jordan. If the employees of Dunder Mifflin all worked at a different type of company, where would you want it to be? Mm. Which is, I think, uh, the, the, the way I look at that is like, what would, where would people actually be the best suited? Like, what jobs should all those people be? <laughs> should they be doing if they're not at Dunder Mifflin? Oh, I thought of it as a different. I took it a little slightly different way, but I'm yeah, not, no, but yeah. Yeah. Oh well, take it as you take. I just thought, yeah. like, if, what kind of company would they like be at if it wasn't a paper company? And I mean, granted, mm-hmm. we're in 2019, not when the show aired in 2005, a paper company. But I feel like if they were trying to start like an app or something, or some sort of digital startup, or any sort of startup company, yeah. it could be interesting to see them try to market it. Like, I think that's the mm. thing that we don't see. Technically, a lot of them are salesmen, right? And so I feel mm-hmm. like it would be interesting to see them try to sell something that isn't, you know, reams of paper that isn't so boring. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a boring app, right? Yeah. But like just the idea that they would try to sell or pitch or market a different kind of product, you know? That's mm-hmm. that's an interesting point, that they are in sales and they work business to business. Right. But what if the people at Dunder Mifflin had to think about the public mm-hmm. or, you know, actually mm-hmm. just like, yeah, running an Instagram account for Dunder Mifflin <laughs> so, or something like that? Yeah. I mean, you'd have to put Kelly in charge of that, I would assume. For but. sure. <laughs> um, Kelly and Ryan could be the social media team. Oh, yeah. They'd argue. They'd no, never post Aaron, anything. No, it'd be Aaron and Pete. Remember that <laughs> yeah. fake oh, Facebook yeah. profile they made? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Derek Black or something and like Aaron's that. Aaron's the hipster at the right. release. Yeah. Hi, my name's Tabitha. Yeah, she's I, just saw, I, saw, I just saw Zoe Deschanel at the Cotterella Music Festival. <laughs> the way that that <laughs> blogger looks at her after yeah. that yeah. is just so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I'd like to see them all at, uh, I think they could all work at a real estate firm. I yeah. think that'd be a funny oh, be a way for one. the show. Because yeah. like, talk about guest stars. You could have them go out showing houses to people mm-hmm. and like you could have anyone you want be a client yeah you know, yeah just like come in it's it's another dimension besides paper yeah. where you're interacting with people mostly and yeah. um you could always you could have basically all the same roles uh i think that would be a fun one but i also think like specifically there's probably some people who'd be better suited yeah. in, in different 
careers within there. Um, I'd like to see them all running a water park or something. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they have a uh, maybe they have a bounty hunter service. Too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, Dwight Dwight running a, oh my a private detective agency. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Oh my I'd gosh. watch that. Yeah, that would be hysterical. I think you could totally take those characters and Dwight put them, drop them in a totally do- new yeah. situation. Not not really like a, an yeah. office job. Anymore. I think the real estate thing that you mentioned makes a lot of sense because it's, it, with some of the older characters, it's hard to imagine them adapting to like a digital i mean think about how much trouble they had with the blackberry right right right. and it's like are stanley and phyllis going to be you know Mm -hmm. like you me (laughs) sammy phyllis the chickie with your car yeah Yeah. uh but (laughs) um but like it's you know real estate maybe it's a little more person to person you know Mm -hmm. like it's a little less on your phone yeah And, Yeah. and you can have the same amount of like the market is going poorly, going well, it could influence the same yeah, amount of true. plots. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you can have a, I mean, Parks and Rec sort of touch has the a same government f- job. Yeah, yeah. Where they're like, yeah. they're trying to get a new property approved or something. So that, that deals with that same thing. So What's uh, what there. do they sell in the British version? I can't remember. It's paper. Is it paper? paper? Okay. Yeah, same okay. Thing. yeah. Okay. Warnham hog. Um, great question, Jordan. Thank yeah. you. Next one. Uh, let's go to a voicemail from Oren. Hi, my name is Oren. I'm from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And my question is, um, Tar Heels. when do you think The Office sort of started like going downhill until what eventually leaded to the end of the show? <laughs> like, uh, when did it start to sort of, when, when did it start to... Calm down, Oren. It's almost interesting, <laughs> not as funny, and sort of start rolling downhill and snowballed into the end of the show. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> oh, thanks, Warren. Yeah, thank Thanks you for so the much for calling yeah, and in. for the question. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sean, I'll let you take this one. <laughs> yeah, we, this is this is something we recorded and never released. Well, well I think I think you, this is clear if you listen to a lot of the show, but I think Sean and I have sort of different points of view on the show. So right. I think mine is a lot sunnier, and it does. And I think Sean has a more clear point of view on this. So I okay. So I think it's I think it's easy to say it's after Michael. It's after the departure of Michael Scott. And it's even after um, the end of season seven. I think that the way that season seven ends is still really funny with with uh, D'Angelo Vickers and uh, and the uh, the search committee and and those things. Um, and I love the way that season eight starts with the introduction of Saber and uh, Gabe Lewis and well, Saber's in before That's season six. Yeah. yeah, season six. Frick. But Robert, <laughs> it's okay. But I do think Robert California. Yeah, is oh, Robert California. Robert yeah, California. there we go. That's yeah. a good example. And and I think Robert it, California. And they did okay with Andy as manager at first, and then it started to, um, I don't know really what happened. Down, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but I think that the real beginning <laughs> of the of the the very beginning. I love this take. Of uh, of the the of the end of the avalanche um, um, into uh, the, the first show. tremors at the in the mountain cafe disco, <laughs> cafe disco, which is in is it season five? Yeah. It's at the end of uh, season five. It's after the Michael Scott paper company paper company arc. Um, I for the for the most part, this is an okay. This is a good episode, but I didn't like how it ends with this whole. Um, uh, Everybody dancing in the in the basement. Um, everyone gets a little line in. Everything is okay. Everything is okay in that moment, right? They're 
totally safe. That's not true. Angela wants to clean up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's like Phyllis and Dwight are having a moment. Uh, Kelly and uh, Andy are having a moment because uh, they have their dance off together. Um, and it's just like everything, every little line is is kind of uh, telling the audience that everything is okay. Everyone is friends. This is all one big happy family. Jim and Pam decide not to elope um, and and instead just hang out in Cafe Disco. Um, I didn't think it was funny, <laughs> and I didn't <laughs> think that, uh, that there was any reason for it. I didn't. I don't need to uh, be coddled as a viewer. Um, I don't, <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I don't need everything to be okay. That's not funny. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know. Uh, you know, like the finale where everything just wraps up very nicely and there's closure for everybody and things like that. It's it's not uh, I don't think it's very funny. I don't think it's very realistic. Um, and I didn't I didn't like it. So season five <laughs> is when that's so that's just the beginning. But of, of, of course, so snowball first formed and started rolling. Right. It you. was it was okay. it was like that drop of, uh, you know, I mean, it's it it it, it was just starting to uh, poison the uh, the uh, I don't know drop of <laughs> I don't know I don't have a good metaphor. <laughs> the butterfly you, flaps its wings. <laughs> yeah, and it's the go. butterfly yeah, effect. There you go. There you yeah. go. You Edwin. It was. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah. When did it start going? Does it ever go? So down? yeah. So I think the difference in my point of view is that I I love every piece of The Office, right? And like I think I I really enjoy. All nine seasons, you know, it, I never get to the point. I don't skip Scott's tots. I don't yeah, engage in yeah, any of that. Yeah, no, oh no. I love, but, I love all of it, and it, and I find different things to laugh at every time. Yeah. Um, but I think what we really have in the show is less like one specific moment where the show goes downhill. And what you have is just a series of tonal shifts, mm -hmm. right? And some of them are more severe than others over the course of the nine seasons. This is inevitable given the fact that the show grew in popularity, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it had a lot of guest stars and stuff. Mm -hmm. Writers inevitably change in and out of a show like this that goes on for a long time. You have different right. showrunners, yep. you know, making different decisions about the show. The cinematography is different. The colors get mm -hmm. brighter, right? So we see, we see all of that over nine seasons, right? <clears throat> I think... There's a a shift in tone from two to three. It's minor, but it's there, you know? And it's yeah. easiest to look at them in terms of seasons, right? Like, I think one and two are pretty similar, but even one to two, the colors brighten up, and that, and it, right. starts, yeah, it, looks, yeah. it looks and feels different, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest sort of jumps are, as you go between, or as if it, where it becomes to be more visible or more pronounced is when you go from four to five and then into six, right? I think as Jim and Pam's romance becomes more of a sure thing, Mm. And there's less tension there that changes the tone of the show. There's a lot less. There's less at stake, right? Yeah. You said everything's okay, right? What's the biggest thing that made seem like it's not okay is Jim and Pam, right? Mm. For one reason or another. And then I think once they get married, right, that kind of continues through season six. And again, like I love season six, but like that's there's just less going on. The emotional heart of the show isn't there to the same extent, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Michael and Holly fill a lot of that gap. In seasons five, that's six, true. seven, yeah. right? Good point. And then the tone shifts really severely between season seven and season eight. Part of that is Michael leaving, and part yep. of that is Robert California coming in and becoming manager. The tone is different. The types of jokes they make are different. Mm -hmm. I still think it's funny. It's really funny, but like they go to Florida, right? Like yeah. that's different, right? So it's just a series of steps in a different direction. And by the time you get to season nine, it feels like a totally different show sometimes right. from the, from really season does, one, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think. That's kind of what you have, right? The biggest change is between seven and eight, but like it's hard to pick one moment, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I would I would say because I, I agree with Edwin on this, I do not agree with you, Sean. <laughs> uh, I think I think much maybe like real life. I think they went to Florida and they came back never the same. 
Mm. It was just Ooh. that one, something about that arc. Because when they come back, that's when like Andy or Aaron stays down there and then Andy goes to get her. And that's uh. that starts Andy down this path that I hate. And yeah. so for me, it's for me, it's. When they go to Florida, that's when the show, that's when the snowball forms for me. Okay. Aaron Andy relationship, I think, the fact that it doesn't resolve, in a, or I mean, like, I mean, they don't end up together, which is fine. They don't have to. But the fact that it resolves in like a really weird way with Aaron, like eventually plotting to get back at Jessica or like not liking Jessica, right? Yeah. And then like Andy comes back from Florida and Aaron ends up with Pete. Like it just, it doesn't land in the no. same way that. Obviously, I mean, Michael and Holly and Jim and Pam are like happy ending kind of stories, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, the whole it, thing feels it, aimless. They it got affects, a, they it got aff- a disease. And it affects the tone of the show. Yeah, the yeah, disease. yeah, yeah. Florida Stanley picked up some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like nasty. they didn't know what they were trying to do and just kind of like came up with a new um, conflict for them mm-hmm. every episode, whether that's all heading in one direction or not, you know? Well, in giving characters like these kind of really strange side plots, like you think about what happens at the end of season nine, like Andy trying out for a singing competition, yeah, or like being in that commercial about an emergency eye wash, like that's yeah. just totally off the wall compared Roseanne to bars. adopts all the dogs, <laughs> yeah, versus season one, yeah, adopts all the where dogs, like yeah. it's just they're trying to pick a healthcare plan, you know, like yeah, <laughs> it's just it's yeah. it's just a different show, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I feel like I think that that mo- in jury duty, I think when mm-hmm. it's like Dwight just trying to investigate. Jim's claims that he's in jury duty. Yeah, you know, like that was one, that's like one of the last episodes. I feel like they just right it was like old. It felt like old office. Classic. And then it just kinda, yeah. yeah, and that was like right in middle of season eight. You know, right in the Florida. That's a good point. After that, we did as so as we were preparing to launch the show, and it took us a little bit to get this show off the ground with our first few episodes. We did a bunch of test recordings, right? Mm-hmm. Just and uh, one of them was specifically about <laughs> Cafe Disco, and I think we should have a conversation about it again at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I like we'll I like Cafe Disco just point. fine. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. said Diamond Dancer would never race again. <laughs> <laughs> Who yeah. tipped you over? Was it Philip? Yeah. <laughs> right. But thank you for the question, Orin. Yeah. I think that this is, uh, I love when we can, like Sean and I and Alex can like disagree on something mm-hmm. and kind of yeah. go back and forth mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. Good. it's I, good. Yeah, I, I like watching you guys spark. I, you know, I, I think you're both right and you're both wrong. Great minds, I, battling it out. <laughs> and you've got a front row seat. I will say that with that one, because you brought this up before, Sean. Yeah. Like, we don't like it that on Office, like Facebook fan page or on the subreddit, it's it, it turns into a lot of complaining about the Office. Yeah, and yeah. It's like, I, we're not into that. Like, yeah, we're yeah. About, I'm not. We like it. Yeah. So it's, Unless it's Mima. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, Sean doesn't like Mima. No, I don't like Mima. But <laughs> but we don't want to focus on like we don't want to focus on. What I like we don't that like Mima exact yeah. exists. Mm-hmm. You know, I I like Mima. I just hate Mima. You know, <laughs> you sure. love to hate Mima. Yeah, yeah. I love to hate Mima. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, I think that she's brilliant. I think that that's a brilliant character. I'm, yeah. Just by the way. Yeah. Have you uh, seen all the memes where it's a uh, it's a uh, from this week where it's like, Mima is like, why can't Pam drink? And then it's Takashi six nine, and he's like, Pam is pregnant. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Cause, cause there's he, a lot. They're having a lot, a lot, lot of fun one. with that. Yeah, one. yeah. So yeah. he, he uh, for anyone who doesn't know that story, six nine is a rapper, and he's uh, on trial, and he just he he's just singing, threw, man. He's threw singing. all his friends <laughs> under the bus. Uh, so, Mima, yeah, me- yeah, Florida Stanley, yeah, 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 yeah. Trevor. Well, one more. Yeah, we'll 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 move on. We'll, okay. we have a couple is, more to kind of click through. I think. Yeah. Well, we got one from we got an email from Pat that I think we're going to need to. I I kind of want to save this maybe this later. This, but this we'll could be for sure. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, yeah, we'll tease just it. Pat. We we got your email. Thank you for that. Um, it kind of deals with the sort of morality of the office and if can watching the show uh, make you. 
a better person or that sort of thing. But we'll, so I think we're going to talk that's, about that a little yeah, later. Yeah, that's a really it's a, it's great a heavy question. One. It be its so we'll, yeah, yeah, it's we'll very, break, yeah. we'll yeah. get yeah. into that. So we'll just close with this that Will shared because we felt bad we never <laughs> talked about it. We, we did an episode a couple months ago recasting The Office where we all went through and did mm-hmm. alternative castings. Mm-hmm. And, and so check that one out because we had a lot of fun preparing for that one. Uh, but we wanted to share Will because he says he put a lot of thought and time into this. Just like, all right, dude. Hey, but so do we. So it's, yeah. Yeah. John Leguizamo is Oscar. Come on, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so Michael Scott, he's got Leslie Nielsen, and again, oh yeah, from Airplane. That's and great. Naked yeah. Gun, Naked yeah. Gun. And yeah. again, we're we're assuming everyone you say their age is shifted to the age of the. It's character. kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I had Steve Martin as, as right, the, right. Um, uh, Pam, he said early 2000s Natalie Portman, like Garden State oh. era Natalie Portman. Oh, that's okay. a yeah. good one. That's a pretty good one, yeah. Jim is Randall Park, love aka it. Asian Jim. Of course. Gotta love Randall Park. Yeah, Dwight is Martin Starr, which we had, I think one or Mar- two of us had Martin yeah, Starr Martin as Star Dwight. Is a, yeah, Martin from Starr Silicon from Valley. Silicon Valley. Freaks and Geeks. Knocked up. Uh, <laughs> party Down. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah, Party Down. His best role. Oh, Ryan so is Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, Timmy. Uh, Kel, uh, Kelly as Nassim Pedrad. Nassim Pedrad from uh, from SNL. Um, oh, yeah, yes, New yes, Girl. Yes. She's yes. Ali on New Girl. Yep, yeah, yep. Oh, that's should have been good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Banks as Angela. Mm, that's <laughs> it's good, kind of funny to good. think of yeah. Angela as like the most. If Angela was the most attractive person in the office, mm-hmm. which yeah. if Elizabeth Banks yeah. was, she would be the most attractive. Person yeah, in the yeah. Office. yeah, man or woman. But also just a terribly mean person. Oh yeah, she could really do funny. that. She could do that for sure. Um, same with. Uh, same with um oh gosh I'm not gonna remember her name uh, uh from SNL um and Ghostbusters and all that uh, Kate McKinnon yeah that's who Kate McKinnon of. thank you yeah. uh Andy he said a young John Travolta <laughs> parentheses he's a song and dance yeah, man there you go yeah and the backup is Jim Carrey for his manic energy <laughs> okay Jim young Carrey. Jim, Jim Carrey could be, be good, good. Yeah. wild yeah. steal the show I'd like Jim Curry current age as Creed would be good too. Uh, but for Curry, Creed, he had Creed, Bill, yeah, Wal- with Bill the beard. Walton. That's amazing. That's so Bill good. Walton is Creed. Bill Walton. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um. Here we have the Ducks and Huskies <laughs> fighting tooth to, Bill, tooth to Bill in this matchup of Northwest Titans. <laughs> this guy, Goran Dragic, is a tremendous force. <laughs> Let's go to the quarry and throw things. Uh, Oscar, as I said, John Leguizamo. Sure. Be good, yeah. yeah. I can Why see not? that. Who who uh, is he again? He's in. Um, he's you in know so who he things. is. Yeah. yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. The thing uh, that comes to mind first for me is Chef. That's not the right answer. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No. yeah. Uh, God, where do you even start? Uh, with? Oh, he, did you ever see Bloodline? Uh, he's in no. that. Okay. You would know him if you. Saw okay. Him. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's got a one man show on Netflix. Right? Okay. Okay. I'd look him up. We don't <laughs> Phyllis <laughs> Susan Sarandon, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> Kevin, he said reality TV host Donald Trump. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Stanley is Steve Harvey, just for the reaction faces, yeah, which would be really that's good. That's a good one. Well, huh? Yeah. yeah. Steve Harvey. Uh, Aaron is Emma Stone. That works. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl is Hannibal Burris. That's fantastic. Pretty good. Could see that. Michael. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
I said, Hannibal, get out of the warehouse. <laughs> Toby as Bill Murray, playing a depressed Wes Anderson character. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Easy. Sure. Meredith as Amy Sedaris. Great call. Oh, I think one of us really had good. that, too. Yeah, yeah. Amy. Oh, and Robert California is Ricardo Sedaris. Montalban? Yeah. Who's that? <laughs> I don't know. You would know him if you saw him. Yeah. yeah okay, works. okay. Anyway, All right. I think that's, if I'm thinking of the right person, yeah. I really hope so. Well, thanks, Will, for putting that together. Thanks, we Will. I was, just, I was just messing with you. Thank you so much for putting thought into that. If yeah. you, we, we're, we're always accepting... Yeah. Alternative cast. It's yeah, we love to, to talk about that. That's a great. Yeah. That's we we like themed ones, like you know, yeah, pre nineteen seventy actors. You yeah, could do a, you did one. You uh, flipped. A, a you flipped, flipped genders, genders. I think for that, all that was of them. a fun yeah. theme. So yeah, mm-hmm. give us some other casts. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Is, so that's it. Trivia. A little bit. Well, yeah, of trivia? I think we have a short trivia. I have a very quick trivia. As great. I was knocking through season seven, eight, nine, looking for Nate moments. Yeah. Um, I I found uh, something funny from uh, the Ultimatum episode. So basically, we see. Aaron helping Michael prepare for the, each of the outcomes from Holly's ultimatum that she gives AJ, yeah. right? So he has a happy box and a sad box. Yeah. So I'm going to go through, and I'm going to give you the item, and you tell me if it's in the happy box or the sad box. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love this. Okay. <laughs> Champagne? Uh, happy. Both boxes. No, the, no, no, it's oh, not. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, happy. That's Champagne happy. is happy. Yeah. Sponge? Sad uh, to sad. soak up a seer. Yes. To tears. <laughs> gummy bears and gummy worms. Gummy bears worms, happy. sad, bears happy. Bears sad, worms happy. Come on, Aaron. Oh, no! <laughs> That's what he says, yeah. <laughs> okay. Ukulele. Uh, happy. It's got to be happy. Or no, it's to break. It's yeah. sad. So, break. Sad, something to break. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, chocolates. Both? He says, no, that's no. For, those are for you, Aaron. Job well done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a cute, very cute moment. Aww. And then two bottles of scotch. Both. Both. Yeah. both sad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> both sad? Yeah, both sad. Both sad, yeah. yeah. That's the whole thing, but that's I just thought awesome. it was that's a, a nice yeah. little. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I got one little one for you. My okay. opening at the start of this episode today was an 81-year-old billionaire who owns a Quiznos on the turnpike. Do you know what that's from? I don't. Not off the top of my head. 81-year-old billionaire. An 81-year-old billionaire who owns a Quiznos on the turnpike. Warren. No. I don't know. It is from Gossip. And it is, it's so quick. It's thrown away so fast. But it's Michael's first rumor that he's starting, that Angela is having an affair <laughs> with an 81-year-old billionaire who owns a Quiznos nice on the one. turnpike. <laughs> nice one. Nice one. Uh, uh, well, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. As you heard today, you can call us and leave us a message. Our phone number is 503-694-9314. You can call us and leave us a message. We love to play them on the air. You can email us questions, Michael Scott Pod at gmail.com and then ms podcast company M- oh my gosh ms podcast company at gmail.com is that right all right uh, uh we're on facebook and instagram michael scott podcast company we're on twiddle mm-hmm. twitter at michael scott pod and we have, we're on twiddle tw- we're on twiddle mm-hmm. uh, facebook's you, youtube's yeah you can check us out on the world wide web yeah michael scott pod.com yeah our new website new That's website right. it's the same website no. but now it doesn't have yeah. the dot lipson yeah. in it yeah and that's if you just go michaelscottpod.com, all of these channels are links right there. You can awesome our phone number, our email, everything. So exciting! Uh, special thanks to Ryan Lloyd who runs our social media and designs all our Big artwork. Shout. And Big special shout. thanks to Open Signal, a commun- community media center in Portland, where we record our podcast. Now. Yeah, and sincere thanks to everyone who sent in a question, a voicemail, yep. yeah. a comment, anything in, on any of our channels, or yep. asked us questions in person, sent yeah. these to the show. Yeah, we see them all. We're trying to catch them all. Yeah, but we want to collect them and go through them one by I, one in, I think in a format like now. This, we kind of have a, a nice uh, 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 mm-hmm. uh, chest of of Every, questions. Yeah. To, yeah. We'll empty it out every few months. Yeah. So if we don't do it on the show, 
we'll get to it whenever we do one of these yeah, episodes for sure. Yeah, for like sure. Michael with his comment box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to do something about your coffee breath. You need to do something about your coffee breath. <laughs> yeah, that guy was weird. <laughs> uh, well, again, thank you guys so much for listening, and join us next week when we talk about our favorite show, The Office. Pippity poppy, give me this office. Yes, sir. Threat level who? Michael's gone. Threat level why? Apartheid. Gotta fight it. Free Mandela. Peace, I'm out. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.